0: memorable monsters is the ultimate fifth edition monster resource 50 versatile monsters and npcs for your stories brought to you by the best-selling authors at crit academy fill your world with unique and memorable creatures that your players will be talking about for years to come monsters brought to life with stunning artwork and versatile uses and diverse backgrounds Deepen your world bring it to life with these monsters and npcs with complex motives personalities and flaws quest givers informants merchants allies and even villains you will find a plethora of examples to utilize each of these monsters to the delight or misery of your players monsters are more than just stat blocks memorable monsters is the ultimate fifth edition monster resource launching on kickstarter august 4th follow us for updates and please share with your friends
1: Okay, now we're back.
2: <laughs> oh, welcome, everybody. Oh, we're geez. finally good to go here. Um, we're back in the studio and have run into a plethora of different issues. Uh, it's been a rough day.
1: We're but we're here, there, though.
2: Yeah, we so. did it. Kind <laughs> we're of. here for you oh um,
3: i can't say we did it we're just we got it off the ground <laughs> the mic's on the side oh it's on the side yeah either? well I mean, that's okay there we go we, oh, we got this, this. we're winning
2: <laughs> this is a win today. Day. <laughs> hello and welcome heroes to the crit academy i am your host justin
0: i'm your co-host austin and i'm your co-host ian
2: this podcast was created for you, our heroes with new and reusable material for both players and DMs. Oh, we're well, apparently streaming and Five ducks The fuck? No, you're not... <laughs> no, no, that no! Was, no. Like, I three thought... streams ago. How does that even happen? What is it? Oh, come on! Can I edit that while we're live? Uh, you should be able to. Uh, right? What is that? That's a. Why don't you guys? Finish up the, the show uh, if you've got you know it, because I'm going to fix this. Because We, we are...
3: hope to inspire you with creative content that you can bring with you on your next adventure.
0: Uh, our show may be suitable for young children, as you just heard just Justin cursing.
3: Or grown adults. We can't even do these things ourselves.
0: <laughs> but neither is our d games.
3: <laughs> Both are still applicable. <laughs> young children <laughs> and grown adults. We can't even play our d and <laughs> It is, games.
1: It is, it is a rough... <laughs>
2: It is a rough go, guys. It is a rough uh, go. Uh, this is the mythic... What is it? What are uh, we doing? Mythic Odyssey
3: of Theros. I think that's what it's
2: called. Oh, man. Oh, yeah. Theros. There we go.
3: <laughs> if you enjoy the show, which, God, I hope you do by this point, uh, and you want to support us, please, we need it. Uh, visit us at uh, CritAcademy.com and check out our Patreon page, uh, some of our best-selling D&D supplements, or just subscribe to our newsletter to be entered to win Fat Loot's each and every week
2: <laughs> yes yes
3: um i think that's all we really
2: got right and we're <laughs> <for> all crit <gasps> oh! what up what i just moved food? a bunch of shit oh god <laughs> i am not continue. having a good day just continue he's got <laughs> i got this it's fine we'll we'll, <sighs> we'll make it i promise yep. no i
0: don't and crit nation the- today at crit academy where everything is made up and your roles
2: don't matter.
3: Yep, that's right. Your roles are like a Greek-themed world without any demigods. We need those. Yes. We do.
2: What, what would we do we without need a, Zeus fucking everything?
3: We also need a plethora of demigods to help us in the show today, if you haven't seen it yet. <laughs> oh,
0: God. Um, I remember he made like, a uh, pitch for a movie where this one demigod's like, Wait, my dad's Zeus? And he just loved it with my, my mom? I'm going to tell him what I think about that. And as he journeys towards Olympus, he keeps running other demigods.
2: <laughs> they all Zeus' kids?
1: Yes.
0: <laughs>
1: oh, it's beautiful. Oh, and so I'm basically
0: end with a whole army of, of, of demigods and jilted lovers at the foot of
2: Olympus. <laughs> that's awesome. What is that from? And to someone who pitched a movie idea, uh, that's a good movie idea.
3: Wait, someone should do it.
2: Uh, all right, so um, now that I think we're at least going forward, um, I hope so. We have a really great, interesting episode. We're going to do our best to to deliver this content for you. This is the first time I'm delivering content from D and D Beyond format, and I'm gonna be honest. While I think D and D Beyond is an amazing tool, it's not a book. I much prefer having the book in my hand. I love that I can search through it really quickly and I can access Mm -hmm. everything. But man, not having a book to just sit on my couch and read really bummed me out. Yeah, I I
3: mean uh, it's because I work at Barnes and Noble, I guess. But I love having a book in my hand and actually like flipping through it physically. So I don't know.
2: I miss that a lot. Yeah, a lot, a lot. So (laughs) yeah, I always prefer a physical book myself. So So, uh, for our let's talk about blank segment, we actually have a submission from a Crit Nation member. Um, Ooh. from uh, I don't know if it's T or Tia. I think it's T. Tia, maybe spelled yeah. T. So Under- I'm sorry, I slaughtered it. Um,
3: it's a three three letter name, and we can't even do it. See, yeah, this is Taya. just the it's. We're still <laughs> on the same theme of, of what Sprewed we're doing today.
2: Yeah. Um, Austin, would you like to uh, let everyone know what Tia's question? Tea, what do should we just settle on just something? T- t- just tea? T. Let's go with tea. Let's go with tea. This might be the beverage tea, actually, that I think about. Um, Anyway. Yes. So, why don't you tell us what uh, the question that has been submitted is?
3: Sure. It says here, so, for the longest time, I have wanted to create a character based on tales and mythos of Mongolian and or Native American horse riding and archery dominance. It seems pretty simple, right? I was excited to see a Mongolian-inspired human in the adventurer's guide to the Sword Coast, the Sha... Sha Oh, boy.
2: Sharon?
3: Sharon or Twigon, maybe? But despite the lip service, making this type of character is not intuitive. Fighters make good archers. They do. But adding a rider to a mount in a way that makes the mount just as essential to ranged combat just doesn't seem to be part of 5e. The mounted aspect of the cavalier is melee based. (laughs) (laughs) So what do you think? Is there a way to make this type of character where the way a dex based archer can use a mount is significant to how the character is played without... Just saying, here's a fighter on a horse with high dex and animal handling.
2: Karma <laughs> says three letter name is two letter <laughs> <laughs> Oh man, you're not wrong. Um, so this was an interesting question. Um, I have my own thoughts. Before I give them, do you guys have any thoughts on this?
0: I mean, I never really used a character in Malthusianet before, so I never really thought about
3: it. See, because that's another thing about it too. The reason you don't think about it is because there's nothing. To service for it, I feel like. I mean, you Like, they say Lance, it's there, but, but then beyond that, there's, like, nothing, like, there's no, like, rulings for mounted combat,
2: as far as I'm aware. There's, there's a few, there's, like, a paragraph or something. So but it's, it's not, still not, like...
0: I mean, for the most part, you get, like, a higher boost speed where you're on the creature and... That's, that's, a, that's, yeah, that's pretty
2: yeah, much
3: that's it. That's it, yeah. So, I'm like, I don't know. And then, on top of that, I don't know. It's just, it's not, like, the forefront of, like, something they're trying to promote. It's, like, it's there yes. if you look it for exists.
2: it. Yeah, um... So, if you're going for the archer, he, he does make a good point. The fighting style for the plus two archery plus the extra attack plus the action surge makes for a pretty damn good archery. And You could almost argue yeah. better than the ranger. I,
3: uh, I, I'd even agree, yeah. Yeah. Fighters, archers are I wild. think a
0: friend of the said one of the highest DPS in the game is a heavy crossbow fighter.
2: <laughs> yes. I wouldn't doubt it. And Not even a little. There's a lot of features. So, here's my take on it. First of all, while I think the fighter is a great option, honestly, when I think something like a Precision Archer, I think Rogue Archetypes, because you get ranged uh, um, attacks for your decks and you get your Sneak Attack. Now, Sneak Attack has certain conditions that must be met, correct? Mm -hmm, You need to either have advantage on the attack, attack from hiding position, Mm -hmm. or an ally within five feet. Yep. Now, if you're on animal back and running around the outside of the battlefield, you can easily just target enemies that your allies are attacking. If that's the case, you can pull off the, the archery and sneak attack combos relatively easy. Yep. And because you're on animal back, depending on the creature's speed, they're going to be pretty swift, though I don't think that they're going to ever be as swift as a rogue. And this is where I kind of got stumped because... Uh, a rogue with a bonus action-cutting action is actually faster than most mounted combatants.
0: Yeah. And then there's that one with a monk I built.
2: That was fast as hell? Yeah. Like... Like, slow-mo, like, like Sonic the Hedgehog, Flash, everything's slowing down around him fast.
0: <laughs> oh, I'm 75 feet away from the guy. I should be okay. Hi there. <laughs> what the... What <laughs> is <was> walk speed?
3: <laughs> <laughs> it's like... Strut. And then it's like, okay, well, you can go for the damage and do, like, the fighter, right? But, like, uh-huh. even if you, like... If you do, like, a dex-based fighter, like, yeah, you have the archery and everything, but I feel like there's still, like, other things you could do.
1: I don't know.
2: Yeah, I think this all comes back to how you describe... The one thing that I think a lot of players get stuck on is the names of the mechanics and the classes. Instead of thinking them as names and classes... Cause the, in the game world, they don't think about that. If guy doesn't no, walk around, yeah. I'm a level five fighter, biatches. No, he doesn't do that. He's a
3: level five strong ass dude who's gonna bench yeah, press me. Yeah, <laughs> he was a soldier or something.
2: The same could be different, or the same could be for an archery rogue, archery ranger, archery fighter. You're not an archery ranger, archery fighter, or archery yeah. rogue. You are an archer who prefers uh, animal back. Now, it, depending on the animal, you get a large animal. That provides a lot of benefits outside of just um, the mounted combat. Like a, cre- a an elephant is large, right? Mm-hmm. That now takes you out of melee range from an enemy, I believe. Right? Sounds,
3: Sounds reasonable to me.
2: So,
3: <laughs> <laughs> elephants well, are fairly large. Got, I don't think a man would stab me with a spear on it.
2: Well, they they got ten foot squares, I think, because their mm-hmm. their category is large. So. My assumption is, foot, yeah. and honestly, I I couldn't find any specific oh, yeah. rules on this. And honestly, I would rule it this way anyway: that something that big is just out of melee combat. You would need a reach weapon or a range weapon to hit them. So, Makes also, to me. we were that that team team deathmatch that we did. Mm-hmm. I totally I, this wasn't on the stream, but I totally <laughs> tried to sneak a combat mount into that game because you can buy a Wars for two hundred gold. It was within my budget, but. <laughs> Am I the
0: only one on our team that actually killed people that was not friendly fire?
2: <laughs> no, my whole goal was to help you and draw fire, and I succeeded. Anyways, back to the point.
0: I, I just ran around a lot.
2: I still laugh at the moment, like, those, uh, like shotgun things. I still laugh at the moment guns. where he was like, "I have a nineteen AC." Yeah, yeah, yeah. Brutarius he grapples you. <laughs>
3: <laughs> Brutarius does not care about AC. He grabs by neck and choke slams him into the the grinder below. <laughs> Pretty much, <laughs> That's but funny. uh. I mean, I, I like the rogue idea.
2: Yeah, yeah I think... I, I think that could still work. I think that would be best, but once again, I wouldn't consider thinking of it as a rogue. I would say take the, the, the hermit background, maybe, mm. um, or uh, the... Um,
3: you got to find a way to get, like, a... Like, uh, what is it They're like melee or I'm sorry ground vehicle proficiency proficiency or something like that though I don't think it you? would just be animal
2: handling which I think he touches on a yeah I guess bit, you um, yeah I think that's the check but if you're a rogue this is back to why I think the rogue would have been a better option um, sure you lose the extra attack and stuff but the the um, the uh, sneak attack is the still sneak really attack good. is really really good plus you get so much utility with your bonus action with cunning action uh, even
3: then you have like uncanny dodge too.
2: Yeah, so but you your horse still be... your horse doesn't. Well, then you're <laughs> still faster than your horse. So when your horse goes down, you can still you can get still no get no run. It.
3: Yeah, but, I could say I like the rogue idea. I do. The more I think about it, the more I'm like, yeah, I could you could work something with that.
2: And another option would be, and I've talked about this before. If you wanted something like that really early on, you could be a Beastmaster ranger and pick a halfling and ride atop any of the beasts you can pick, um, which create gives I never you thought about gives you a mounted combat archery all that stuff with hunter's mark and fits it thematically um but probably wouldn't put out as much damage if that's what you're going for um yeah. early on and it's a good way to ensure that you get a mount because not every dm might be willing to give you a mount over everybody else so you might have to go that route of getting one yourself either through summoning magic or in this case the um <laughs> the uh Beastmaster
1: yeah build
3: i wonder and even then don't even be afraid to like multi-class as well because like you could still like i know like there's a lot of like fun stuff you can do with fighter action surge level two uh fighting style archery (laughs) like you can get that and put two levels into fighters suddenly you're really good at archery and you can still you know do some some weird janky stuff <laughs> yeah. when you need to, like, oh, I got an action surge, and I gotta get the fuck out
2: of here. <laughs> <laughs> really? Um, mm. old, hand, uh, old hand, old handy, shit. I'm not old handy. <laughs> says, could you give them a feature uh, of a ranger and an animal companion? Um, I wouldn't add features to other classes yeah. without. Multi-classing?
0: I just buy a creature and call it good. Yeah,
2: I mean, you can get one for 200 gold. Everyone's saying, what can I spend 200 gold on? 200 gold will get you a war horse. 500, I think, gets you a... Uh, wait, does the 200 get you the war horse, Or does it get you the elephant? Shit, I forgot. I don't know. Might be like 400 for the elephant. I forget. Anyways, but yeah, um, you have options. Buy one, but you have to yeah. wait a while. And then there's force
0: armor. The
2: yeah, you also. can get barding. Um. Also, uh, Carmageddon says you could use the Artificer Battlesmith as a good one for this as well. I feel like you can reflavor some of your, your shots as, like, magic arrows.
0: Actually, I have seen people, like, uh, go Halfling Warsmith Artificer, be a Halfling, and, and ride the mechanical companion.
2: <laughs> yep, that's definitely that hilarious. I like the yeah. idea of reflavoring, like, <laughs> the pistols and little contraptions and stuff as, like, magical arrows that you're shooting, mm-hmm. you know? And there
0: it, is a, uh, a, uh makes for the um, artifacts that let you have a little bit of ammo when you range well, objects. There you go.
2: Pew, 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 There you go. So there's some good options. We hope this helped. I know that uh, this was actually a hard one for me because it's not something I thought about a whole lot. Um, but I think that those are good starting points. Mm-hmm. Don't be afraid to uh, uh, dip around into other classes to get what you want. Um, I do think the, the easiest way to ensure you're mounted um character is to just buy a war horse and pick up some of the features sharpshooter feet would be a great one oh yeah uh to fit that theme right the um shit there's a uh some sort of beneficial feature like leadership for your party you're riding around you know charge shouting you know rallying cries and inspiring your your players mm-hmm. that could be the um what is the stupid uh feat with the maneuver the feat that gives you the maneuver do you know what that's called there's a feat that gives you maneuvers. Yeah, I know what, what was you're talking, talking about. You I can just, pick I just, up I've the it's called, you can pick up the commander strike one where you from your bow give commands to your allies and let them tar- uh, attack and reflavored as you're drawing shots with fucking like uh, green lantern or not green lantern green arrow shit that like blows up in their face or something like mm-hmm. that. So um, I think there is a lot you can do with that, but it will take some like kind of mechanic focusing to kind of get you yeah. there to be a f- super effective. Point being, there's options, but don't overthink it oh yeah oh uh, last thing i want didn't touch on expertise for animal handling if you're a rogue you can take expertise i knew there was another reason yeah that I thought that'd the rogue be a was a really good, good idea for so, that so double your proficiency then. so all right i think we've spent way too much time on let's talk about blank today but that was a really long-winded question perhaps so. i'm surprised
0: how much mileage we get out of it to
2: be real here yeah right <laughs> yeah. uh before we move on to oh yeah we, we have, have a giveaway a to give away yeah we? we have a giveaway
3: for uh by from from loresmith oh. <laughs>
2: You should have this
3: down bat by now, man. Yeah, I know. I said buy Loresmith from Loresmith. I couldn't decide. But anyway, it's the Modular Dungeon Tiles, the Arcania set. Uh, The Modular Dungeon Tiles, if you don't already know from the past six, seven months, (laughs) are an easy way to create your own beautiful digital maps. The Arcania set in specific lets you create dark, shadowy dungeon maps rich with the fumes of arcane secrets. So maybe you'll find your benevolent undead warhorse in a wall.
2: Way to, way to tie that in.
3: Or on the other hand, you find a Lich King. Yeah. Run!
2: <laughs> I've been farming Classic to get that stupid midnight uh, undead mount from Stratholme. There you go. Or maybe like in the Witcher 3, you'll see your
0: horse on top of a house for no apparent reason. See?
2: There's a horse on top of a house?
0: The... Your horse rode into which of three centaur's were being really glitchy.
2: Ah, You just ride on houses. That's funny. That's weird.
0: You know, just want to see the horse like really random spots. Like, how did you get up there? In fact, I was hoping at some point in the Netflix series they would do something random like that.
3: But didn't. (laughs) Just
0: kind of as a joke. That's funny. Who's our
3: winner today? It looks like oh boy, uh, Razor Arcanthos looks like our winner today. Um, so That's what I'm assuming. To...
2: Hey, we have a we have an applause button. Why don't you? Hit the oh yeah, button. we have this now. I forgot. You won't hear it. That's definitely harder to cue when I can't hear
3: it. Yeah, I was gonna say I'm pretty sure I
2: did. <laughs> uh, congratulations, Razor Arcanthos. Uh, if you enjoy the product, please let Lord Smith know. If you didn't win, have no fear. Crit Academy is here. Head on over to CritAcademy.com/slash LordSmith. And get a free set of digital terrain and some one-shots and some other fat loot compliments of Loresmith. Now, there's something I want to talk about before we move on to the main topic. I've been working my ass off. And we will... Are, we're, we're getting closer to launching our memorable monster Kickstarter. So I want to say thank you to everyone who actually answered the survey and gave us some good feedback. It really, really was awesome. Um, I also want to let everyone know that we are working to start getting stuff up on Amazon in the next week or so. Hopefully by the time this episode airs, um, we'll not only have a digital version on the Kindle for our Words of Power, but also a print copy you can pick up from Amazon. That'd be really cool. Um, So I'm really looking forward to that. As long as nothing goes under the bus, that should be available when this episode goes live. So keep an eye out. Um, I also want to let you guys know that we will be giving away a free copy of the Mythic Odyssey of Theros during this episode. Um, so thank you for all of you dedicated people who come and watch us fuck around <laughs> on Sundays. Yeah, I was going pretty much the best um, We will be giving that away at the end of the episode, so uh, stay stay tuned um make sure to share with your friends actually that I, I say share with your friends but if you did that then they might watch and have a chance to win so then you'll lower your odds so maybe i guess i personally don't know that i would actually hey you want to win this yeah <laughs> it'll increase your odds of your friends and your group getting the thing right? there you go see so, now that that's true yeah and you can work as a group to get it so yeah that's exciting. You've
3: effectively increased your odds by a lot.
2: Yeah, right? Because By every person. If all your friends come and watch, and there's 10 of you, and there's 12 people in the chat, one of you is going to get it, right?
1: Probably.
2: Uh, anyway, so, that being said, we are going to move on to our main topic, the Mythic Odysseys of Theros. I've
3: been so excited about this.
2: Yeah,
0: too bad the physical
3: copy got delayed. Yeah.
2: yeah. Oh, yeah, and the, the one we're giving away will be a physical copy, so it'll just show up on your doorstep one day. <laughs>
3: yeah, it'll just be there. You won't know when or why. Uh,
2: Supposedly. Anyway, so, what is the Mythic Odysseys of Theros? The Capri... Is that caprice? Yeah yeah the caprice of gods the destiny of heroes great journeys into monster infested wilds and mythic odysseys to the edge of the world and back these elements of adventure fill the realms of theros and pretty much every other DD world. yeah i'll just say you know that's like s- that's your that's your similar. that's what you got come on watsy <laughs> <laughs> <Like, laughs> the, yeah. the new setting of uh, it's a new setting for dungeons and dragons uh campaign for you to explore Now, I'm not going to lie. I was really excited for this because it is heavily based on the roots of ancient Greek Uh, tales dominated by gods and heroes and monsters. And those heroes are often like demigods, right? Yeah, typically born of divine power. Um, which is is just something that's super exciting for me. And again, I anybody that's seen the Ravnica episode knows yep. I love Magic: The Gathering. So delving into the lore of a card game that I love gives each of those little cards a little more awesomeness to go with them. So mm-hmm. it was really exciting for me. Um,
0: and to be fair, the gods are way more hands on in the setting than other ones, and it's yes. baked directly into the
2: setting. Yes, and that that that's actually Very exciting. I, I would that. say is you're right. Is one of the core things is the gods aren't just some far off thing. They're constantly pulling the strings of what's going on. If you've ever, uh, you ever read like the Iliad and the Odyssey or anything like that? Yep. Um, where Odysseus is constantly being guided by Athena and Athena, not Athena, uh, Athena, and it, she's kind of helping him in any way she can, but due to certain rules, she can't actually do too much. Mm-hmm. So she can push a wave just slightly to the left so it doesn't kill him or shit like that. But,
1: yeah. um, but right off the
0: bat, you actually do pick which god your character worships and serves. Yeah. And yeah. and you do have a piety level, if you will, that you do keep track of for benefits.
2: That is one of my favorite features. Um,
0: I haven't been able to look at it yet, but
3: I'm super excited to know more about it.
2: It works very similar. To, uh, there, the faction system existed in, like, uh, in the previous... Uh, in this edition that doesn't get used as much where you can do like faction levels and each level gets you some sort of small benefit in this one. The benefits are huge affecting even some magical items, which I think is awesome. Jeez. Yeah. So, um, so why don't we talk about a little bit with in all these chapters? There's a lot in this book. Obviously yeah. we aren't going to, aren't going to talk about all of it. I do have some bullet points on some big things that I want to talk about, but we are going to kind of each go over the, the, the shorts of what contained in each chapter Um, Austin, do you want to tell us what's in, uh, chapter one there?
3: Yeah. So, chapter one covers the heroes of Theros, like the races, the class options, and backgrounds you'll need to make a character. Mm -hmm. Uh, it also introduces supernatural gifts, which is something that is what really kind of caught my eye, because I love that kind of stuff, uh, which is available to starting characters and features that set Theros' adventurers apart as true heroes. So, pretty
2: much like Boons, as far as I'm aware. Yeah, in, in... What's interesting is it goes beyond that. So I once had a friend ask me, Hey, Justin, what do you think about giving all characters a feat at level one? I was like, I don't know. I'll have to think about that. You know what I finally think I ended up deciding? Okay. I don't think it would unbalance the game. I think that variant humans would still get two feats. Well, guess what? One of the options for your supernatural gifts (laughs) is... Talk to your DM about including optional feats as choices, <laughs> um, which is just fantastic. Um, the one big thing about the the character creation that um, really drives your your character is what they call is heroic drives. One thing that 5th edition, we can all agree, really wants to focus on is the pushing of ideals, flaws, and bonds, right? Yep. This gets even pushed even further, and the fact that you intertwine them with, like, gods makes it even more powerful mm-hmm. uh, especially when maybe uh austin and, and ian's character they decide they're going to end up worshiping the same god well now they are now forever entwined by the same ideals that that person follows which this kind of takes every character and turns them into like the older style paladins right yeah i was
3: gonna say this is very paladin where you have
2: to you kind of have to find a file follow, uh, follow a set of ideals um, this really reminded me cause I'm going back through the stormlight archives for like the fourth time. Cause I love that shit where it's the, good. The characters powers come right from their ideals. And as soon as they start to question those or alter them, it either improves them by more refining their ideals or becomes a weakness in their powers and abilities are kind of lost over time. Um, and this really focuses on it. Um, it also talks about tragic flaws, um, one of if you ever listened to, or read the um, the uh, Percy Jackson series, in one of the books they start to introduce um, uh, tragic flaws. The most, what do you think the most um, well known flaw is in the the, the, the the Greek mythology? Achilles' heel. Achilles' heel, his greatest weakness, and it brings him down. That's how they want you to portray your flaws. Something that's so bad, it brings your character to the knees, Because the DM can play on that. The enemies, the villains can play on that stuff. And that's just fascinating to me.
0: Um, or a prophecy.
2: Or a prophecy. Prophecy is a good one. They do a lot of that with uh, the... What was it? it was the, the, the oracles, right? Right. hmm. So... <laughs>
0: All the tragedy that Oedipus experiences is due to him trying his family trying to avoid the prophecy, but avoiding the prophecy is what mm-hmm. the caused prophecy the then. prophecy <laughs>
2: Right. Um, the other, the last thing I wanted to really, unless I know you looked at some of the character options, maybe we'll talk about a couple of the races. Yeah, yeah. But we mentioned you mentioned briefly on the the, the supernatural dr- gifts yeah. there, Austin. Can you tell us a little bit about those? Sure.
3: So uh, most heroes. Oh, oh boy, I was gonna be a tough. So thank you. Uh, most heroes of the heroes have some kind of supernatural aid to help them achieve their goals. So uh, basically, they ask their gods, "Hey, you want to help me?" And the gods are like, eh, "I'll give you this little like pixie dust that'll do something." <laughs> um, often, this aid comes from the gods, but some heroes might find their support from other beings, such as the Sphinx. Oh boy, don't worry about
2: the names if you can't pronounce. The
3: Sphinx them. Sphinx, or an, aer- an oracle, or some other people, uh, or, <laughs> or possibly a repository of mystical knowledge. Like That's like Candlekeep, that'd be kind of cool. That's not
2: in there, but something like that, I imagine.
3: I mean, Candlekeep could probably go in there. You could probably throw it you in there toss somehow. You it if
2: you want. Yeah, call, yeah. It, call it Candlekeep. Call say, it, call just
3: it. say, you know, like a giant portal opened up and went
2: poof, <laughs> and, and Candlekeep it. It dropped from the right sky. In. People <laughs> blame it on the, the devils and Avernus at
3: that oh, point. Oh, yeah. Uh, some heroes are born with supernatural power or born as a result of supernatural events. That's kind of cool. I like that idea. Yes. Uh, a character in Theros begins with one supernatural gift chosen from those in this section. Uh, work with the DM to decide where your character's gift come from. Uh, is it tied to the god you serve? Was it the result of a fateful encounter with a sphinx or an oracle? Does it inc- indicate the... Oh boy, I can't the nature
2: read. of your birth. The you need to of... blow it up for you?
3: Yeah, a little bit. <laughs>
2: <laughs> is that better?
3: Yes. I'm a, I'm, I feel like I'm getting got, more blind later on. That's
2: okay, you got through it. Um, but yeah, the
3: ideas are there.
2: So, first of all, it encourages the DM to work with the player to create something unique. Right. Now... There are feats you can choose, but there's also, um, uh, these supernatural gifts that it actually recommends, right? Like, uh, there's a couple, there's a bunch of them, but we'll talk about just one or two. Um, so the one I think we'll talk about is the first one in the book, which is Anvil Rot. Which basically, um, you were forged in the fires of Perforus Perforus's forge or Hephaestus's forge is kind of what I thought. Yeah, um, same guy. Because I'm a Greek, I'm a Greek, I'm a Greek nut. But um, basically, your appearance bears a metallic sheen and visible, uh, uh, visible joints. The anvil wrought characteristic table suggests details of your life or origin. Basically, at a background, right? It, it's, wow, it's a little more depth than the background but can go in line with that sort of thing. So um, this gives you constructed resilience, which I thought was awesome. Basically, you have remarkable fortitude. You're immune to disease. You don't need sleep, and your uh, magic can't put you to sleep. You have advantage on saving throws against being poisoned and that damage, and you no longer need to eat, drink, or breathe.
3: Those are all pretty good.
2: Hell yeah, it is. Yep. Um, this to me sounds like something naturally that fits with like the Warforged. Yeah. Um, but I would love to see a little Italian gnome running around. It to me, you know, like the Mario when he turns <laughs> into Metal Man and he starts walking underwater. That's kind of what I envisioned here.
3: Could be interesting. Um,
2: but wait, there's more. You also get centuries rest. When you take a long rest, you must spend at least six hours in an inactive, motionless state rather than sleeping. In this state, you appear inert. But it doesn't render you unconscious, and you see and hear as normal. You're basically like a scanner thing going on, yeah. and you can watch.
3: No matter what, no one will ever be able to surprise you.
2: That's amazing.
3: That is impressive. This is level one! Level one!
2: You get this at the very beginning of the game! <laughs> Once again, so this really pushes characters right out the gate for to be what? Heroic. Awesome. Yeah. yeah it really something. is heroic. Um, and they give you some cool characteristics and stuff, and mm-hmm. I don't really want to oh, get neat. too much in it.
0: I, I guess one one we will mention, just because it's very Greek, would be Oracle.
2: Ooh, what's that one?
0: You possess a precious gift coveted not just by immortals, but by the gods themselves. You have a gift of clear communication between the mortal and divine realms. As an oracle, you can perceive the whims of the gods and petition them for glimpses of their
2: vast insight. That's dope. That is crazy. <laughs> Those people that love the divine sorcerer, or the divine, um... Yeah, the divine source.
3: Even yeah. just like using like legend divination lore and stuff like that. wizard. What? Even just like being able to use like yeah. this sounds sounds almost like legend lore.
0: Yeah, yeah, it does. Doesn't yeah, it? and and the guy, ga- I, I, I just think it's like crap. Of traits. Yeah, I oh, can see that. Jesus. Holy cow! Yeah. Here's the oracle. You can speak, read the celestial, the language of the gods. The gods might deliver a message through you, and you can choose <laughs> to do it in either your voice or the. Or said God's voice. Oh,
2: as a, as a as a dungeon master, that would be fun. That to would play be with. great. That'd yeah, be fun to play with.
3: that's cool. You get
0: flashes of insight when you make an ability check. You roll a d10 to to the to the check. Ooh,
2: <laughs> that's really good. Tenet. That's really cool. That's literally like a divine source for or short, short or long rest. For short or long rest, that's very insightful. Yeah. Ah, Oracle's Piety.
0: Year... Oracular abilities improve as your piety increases, and yes, you do keep check of piety once again. Yes, that's super oh important Lord. in
2: this But in this, uh, instead of
0: gaining the b- the benefits from that, that god bestows, you have your own list you can choose from.
2: That's cool. Oh so you goodness. get special powers as your piety increases. Holy like at, at three, you get the Oracle trait to cast Augury. Um, at a much higher level, you get Sybil, which basically lets you cast the Commune trait. Uh, or commune uh, cast a Commune ri- spell as a ritual. Um, Which is pretty fantastic. The uh,
0: plus 51 is you... just increase your intelligence or wisdom by by 2.
3: And it increases the maximum for it by 2.
2: Can we just say that that is the first time ever I have seen that it does not say up to level 20? Anybody notice that? Anytime you get a stat crease, doesn't it say... Up to a maximum of level 20.
0: The only exception I can think of is uh, magical items. Well, it's because it says, as, as well as increasing
3: your maximum for the chosen score. Oh, it says it right. So.
2: So you're not so blind.
3: Well, now, because it didn't blow it up for me. <laughs> <laughs>
2: yeah.
3: My eyes are going bad, yeah, dude.
0: Th- ways you can think of going above said <gasps> like either magical items or the barbarian captain. So,
2: did you read any of the flaws? Read that first flaw. What does that say, Austin? Which one? The one right at, at the, the one. The one that's number one. Yeah, okay. the very first flaw. What does that say?
3: So uh, you know I know right exactly right. how I'm going to die and I can't do or say anything to prevent it. Wow! That's that is awesome.
2: awful! <laughs> that is awesome! As so yeah you can work with the player to come up with this.
3: But that means you're gonna to be so... What? See, that that creates another thing. Because that means you can't kill them unless they die exactly uh, that way.
2: Well, we've talked before about prophecies and how the what we I mean, know they can be is interpreted. different yeah. than what actually is being said. You know you're going to die at the top of a... The top of a, a a forest of trees. Right. Maybe that isn't a forest in the the normal sense. Maybe it's a. I
3: was thinking maybe it was like a stone. vision. I guess that's why yeah, I was yeah, confused. Maybe. Yeah, yeah,
2: maybe. I guess that can be interpreted any the, differently. Can, differently. Or
3: like you can make it like I guess in your case like a message, like a prophecy. That would make sense too. That's how yeah, I would do it. But see, I'd be, I don't know. what Would be worse if I saw the image of how I'm going today, or if I just hear the 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 bland words of like, "Oh yes." You will fight on top of a spire, and you will die a very horrible death.
2: Like, oh. okay, I'm
3: not going to go up any tower in my lifetime, thanks, I'll just stay down here.
2: But then you find out you end up going underground to a tower that sank into the yes! ground. <laughs> yes! Shit like that! Like, it'd Fucking be like, the, and oh. the center is all hollow, and you just fall to your death. Ugh. Into some magma and shit. Ugh. Oh, man, that sounds awesome. See, Anyways, there's lots of good shit with that. And that's that. just one of eight. Yeah, there's a bunch of those in there, so... Uh, anyways, yeah. uh, uh, Ian.
0: Uh, now Nothing about Zapelli from JoJo's Bizarre Adventures, who received a prophecy of how he's g- gonna die, and then th- and then he watches the events unfold right in front of him. And he's like, "Oh crap!" <laughs>
2: <laughs> he's like, "Ah oh, well." <laughs> Could you imagine that though? Knowing you're going to die, <laughs> he's like, oh, crap. would you tell your party?
3: You can't. Not with that. It I say? said you couldn't. You couldn't yeah. say or say or do anything about it. <laughs> you are going to die. In that specific way. That's you have to, like, roll down, scroll down to it. It's just so... Whew, I can't do or say okay. anything to prevent it. Yeah. Oh, number two. People you wh-
0: consult me for information really believe the answers I give them. <laughs> so why did I come to you in the
2: first place? <laughs> <laughs> I
1: don't believe you. Oh, oh man. Okay. That,
2: would, that would be great for somebody who is a sincerely honest person.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Like, nobody believes it. They just assume they're lying. Their insights are poopy, apparently. Anyways, um, so... Uh there's lots of really great stuff in the first chapter. That's so um crazy. there's also class options and races. Um some of the stuff looks like it had been rehashed like the Minotaur. Yeah. Um mm-hmm. but for the most part, the Leonin was a really cool one. I think it's like a buffed up uh Tabaxi.
0: Yeah, a straight-based tabaxi. <laughs>
3: yeah,
2: it was so that was pretty It's basically cool. a lion. Yeah,
0: right.
3: You yeah.
2: ever watch uh, you ever play that uh, that Tekken game? You got King, the lion? That's yeah, kinda what I envisioned when I was reading that, right? Yeah. Yep. Um you got Centaurs in here too. <laughs> there's some really good stuff. Uh was there any you were looking at some of the class option uh class options. Was there any class option that really uh spoke to you? I think there's a yep. couple different ones. Yep. Oh, also there, as a raise you can play as a Seder. Oh I, what? I do a satyr ha- goat man. Oh, no, you can play as a goat man. <laughs> I'm going to be a bad boy. <laughs> I can be <laughs> I a goat I can I boy. Point
0: out that one of their uh, racial abilities is magic resistance. Of
2: course. That's, well, I would hope so. <laughs> of course. See, now a satyr bard makes sense, but a satyr you... warrior? Didn't we just make a monster that was yeah. like that? You so. have a
0: badge of saving can and spells and other magical effects. <laughs> Ooh, Nice. That's awesome.
2: Order All right, so the, uh, the subclasses, there are two new subclasses. Yep. The the College of Eloquence for the Bard, which basically is a... Um, uh, let's see if we can find out. You're kind really of... good at talking.
3: Yeah, just that, that's what <laughs> it sounds like. You're just really, really good at talking.
2: Okay, so it said adherence to the College of Eloquence master the art of oratory. A lot of this Kind of like me, but I failed, so I'm not really good at it. Um, Persuasion is regarded (laughs) as a high art, and well reasoned, well spoken arguments often proves more persuasive than facts. You can lie yourself to success, right? Um, These bards wield a blend of logic and theatrical wordplay. Um, If you once again, I hate to keep bringing up Stormlight Archives, but wit seems like he would fit this uh, fit this theme. He's very. Talks a lot of shit and insults people very directly, but very smoothly. Something I wish a talent I had. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> which I... What was it? I was listening I was listening to the other uh, book called... Uh, what's the Stars one? Where he goes into the Stars? Starsight? No. Was it Starsight? Skyward? Skyward. Yeah. Then it's like, yeah, yeah, yeah Skyward, Skyward series. So in Skyward, uh, one of the ladies, she also is like... She does that old Southern... Oh, bless your heart. But she does it in like such a way that nobody realizes she's insulting them, and she reveals to the main character later, it's like, well, the best insults, darling, are the ones that they don't get. <laughs> I was cracking up for like ten minutes, like, I can appreciate that. Yeah. Um, and then uh, the other subclass is a pa- oath of glory. For the paladin. For the paladin. So, um... These are paladins, uh, and their companions are destined to achieve glory through deeds of heroism. They train diligently and encourage their companions so they'll all be ready when destiny calls. This reminds me of, like, the Hercules movies. Yeah. Like, that. Yeah. Like he's like, this is my destiny! I'm gonna work hard to become a hero! You know? So...
3: be hey, paladin of glory. Never use your sword. Only fist.
2: <laughs> <laughs> what I think's cool is they get, like, the, the guiding bolt. Yeah. That's pretty awesome.
3: Wow! They just do a, have guiding That's usually bolt. just a cleric wow. thing, right? Yep. They Magic got, weapon, enhance ability. Man,
0: they got some good they stuff. Haste. They get, protection from energy. Yeah, they haste. Some good oh stuff. my lord.
2: <laughs> Love freedom of, freedom of movement. Yeah, so. the peerless <laughs> athlete is right. They are they are ready to go. So what if I told you uh, they had a, a smite that actually granted temporary hit points. Um, to their allies. To their allies. Inspiring smites. I thought that was really cool.
1: Okay. <laughs> it's I like, like it. Strong,
2: it makes you a little stronger. This yes, means
3: you have advantage on strength and dexterity checks, you can carry, push, drag, and lift twice as much weight as normal. That can do some fun stuff.
2: Yeah, it's pretty awesome. And the distance you are long, it's and an high Her- jumps are type Okay. Stuff. So now that we're done with chapter one, there's a lot of shit in there. There's some background. I gotta so look more in into that it. class.
3: That sounds uh, dope. <laughs> yep.
2: So, Ian, would you tell us about the kind of the contents in the uh chapter two, please?
0: Why, yes, they introduce the gods of Theros, which includes a massive pantheon of deities based off the, the great gods you know and love that you can choose from. Yes.
2: And what's cool is you really could easily substitute these names for all the great gods oh, if yeah. you wanted to. Oh, yeah, no easily.
3: Problem. Yeah, it wouldn't even be a... It wouldn't even be hard. <laughs> <laughs> you could just do it. It's as simple as just, like, flipping A to B. Just... Boop. That's it. <laughs>
0: And once again, as they, they point out early on, every character knows the, the gods exist. There's no question about it. The gods are more direct. You start off worshipping a god at some point. And so that,
2: I love the idea of awesome an atheist me. in that. Like, yeah, he's not a god. He's just a very powerful person. Because really... Could you
0: be an atheist in this act?
3: Well,
2: okay, so... You could attempt, Here's yes. something that it talks about. The gods are not omnipotent. Nope. Right. They live forever, but they aren't, like... They're immortal, but they're not in, yeah, they're yeah, they're not indestructible type thing. There's ways to take them out, um, and they're not. What is it? It's not. They're not omniscient and they're not omnipotent. Which they don't
3: know all and they can't destroy all.
2: Right. So that makes them immediately not. Arguably, not really. gods. I mean, they they could still be
3: considered gods, but they're definitely not like the. Like an almighty, creator, right? you know, like a creator. Yeah.
2: Although it does point out they have no step blocks either. So they what? They have no stat blocks, right? Because you make them as powerful as you want. Because one of my favorite games was God of War. Oh, right? absolutely. And I think that's yeah. a really great example of how I think I would like. See, that's how like I this.
3: feel like what Theros is to me. Like to me, Theros is just fucking God of War. Like yes. I'm, I'm big dude ready to take down a bunch of gods. <laughs> like, right here but we that, go. that could
2: be a, a great campaign story. You, you, you guys have been tricked into slaughtering the innocent by one of the, the God of War, and now you're out to punish the God of War, so you have to go through all these trials to figure out what it takes to kill to the kill God him. of War. <laughs> and maybe it's just the, the opening Pandora's box or something like that, or maybe you make it worse, maybe you release evil versions of the gods or something. Who Actually, knows? Actually,
0: Pandora's box speaks like an item in here.
2: <laughs> is it really? Yeah. I didn't know that.
0: Maybe you
3: accidentally open the river oh, sticks get... to the real mortal plane and you cool. fuck yep. everything yep. up. <laughs> That'd be
0: awesome. Watch what it does is when you touch it, you immediately get into the results of a short rest, but you're also curse by the object. if you r- roll to a resist a compulsion to open it.
2: <laughs> so you just keep opening it and get more curse? Get... No, no. You try to resist the curse to open it. <laughs> oh, yeah. But if you fail to resist the curse, you open it. Yep. And then and it gives you a and then you're all on a table to see what bad stuff
0: happens to you and or people within your vicinity and then that teleports away to somewhere on that plane of existence.
2: <laughs> see, now that would be an awesome uh quest to take that from one location to another.
0: And it's a DC seventeen save, by the way. Oh, Good Jesus. luck! <laughs> oh my god.
2: How often, you know?
3: Zorax would have trouble. Every time you touch it.
2: Oh god. Huh. <laughs> Could you that would just be awesome. Your whole adventure is to take this from point A to point B without opening it and destroying the world. Anyways,
1: that's good.
2: So there, we're not going to get into all the lore, but it is there's a plethora of it. It is literally a labyrinth full of content. What I do want to talk a little bit more about is the piety score.
3: Yeah, I want to know more about this. Um,
2: so being a god's companion carries really no benefit in and of itself, right? Each god's description in the the chapter kind of paints a picture of kind of the type of champions or heroes that uh, and characters that. Might end up in a position that provides idea uh, the uh, provides them with the ability to represent the God's interests. now, and they
0: go into quite a bit of details of what they desire for their champions, including alignment, trouble classes, their ideals, and so on and so forth.
2: <laughs> now it does state that when you pick a god at the beginning, you start with uh, a one as your piety score. um and as you do things that advance that God's agenda, yeah you get earn more favor but guess what happens when you earn the favor of one god you earn the wrath of another, another one, probably oh, i didn't so think about that so that to me
0: is i guess they all have one. their own
3: enemies right yeah. yes. it makes sense
0: and it does say that often you gain piety points just by complete adventures but it does give specific examples of what that deity might value mm-hmm. and, and therefore what might use to increase or decrease mm-hmm. your piety points
2: um so so far, what is how does somebody that wasn't aware of this? What do you think?
3: I think it could be fun. Honestly, it feels much like a like you said before, like a faction score. So far, yeah. if you do things within that help the faction, you're you get a reward. Yeah. Good for you.
2: Now, generally, the piety score doesn't have a, a direct impact. Uh, one of the suggestions is when somebody goes up, give them an inspiration point. Yep. Um, that way, there's something tangible from it because it's not until you start to get some of the really cool magical items. That your piety score affects what they can do. Mm -hmm. um, Or do do in benefit of you, or do as a detriment to you. Which is both pretty sweet. I mean, Mm -hmm.
0: let's go over some examples. Let's say like uh, Heliod here, for example. God of the sun. (laughs) Okay. He's a... And basically, the sun... he makes the sun rise every day and basically everybody acknowledges he exists because, well, they, they see the sun. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I mean, <laughs> it's that, there. It's <laughs> yeah. <laughs> In his mind, he's the ruler of the gods and really wants for his rightful place to be recognized. He has a lot of relationships as the ruler of the pantheon. He angers Averos and Perforos, who both have a degree of arrogance that he demonstrates. Yeah, well, you know. <laughs> um, Worshipping him, it's, a, well, a, 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 well, the sun, it's kind of hard to not acknowledge that it exists, so. Yeah. Everybody worship
3: them in
1: some
0: way, but some go other their
3: way to do it. <laughs> kind of like a... <laughs> it's kind of like the god or this <laughs> kind of somewhat reminds me of like, <sighs> I don't know, like Christianity almost. <laughs> so it's really topical, but like, the reason I say it is because like, everyone knows it exists <laughs> to yep. some form, right? <laughs> yep. So everyone's like, probably at least thought about following it or has followed it at one point. <laughs> Yep. just by the sheer fact that you knew it existed at okay. some point in your life right by the way
0: characters that follow them they're usually lawful often good since classes cleric fighter monk paladin such as, have, as the cleric domains light
2: <laughs> i love that it gives example of like domains and characters and yeah. classes oh, yeah I, I feel like that's very helpful um, and there's 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 even a detail about earning and losing piety for each uh they kind of give them in bullet point listings. <laughs> can you give us one or two examples before we yep. move on?
0: For earning, carrying out punishment on a fugitive from justice, or defending a... or exacting vengeance from a significant wrong done to you, and you can lose it by while breaking an explicit court or oath, violating a just law, or putting others at
2: risk through your own cowardice. <laughs> That's pretty good. Now, we mentioned the piety. Um,
1: yes. Once
2: you start to collect a few of them... They do start to generate benefits, am I, am I correct? Yep. What are some of the benefits that you get for following Helios?
0: Well, when you get plus three, you can call in this favorite, and you can cast less, that's are, pretty, requiring no material components. That's pretty good. And it manifests as a nimbus around the affected creatures. Plus ten, you can cast daylight.
2: Oh, that the, uh, just yeah. makes a bright sun in the sky. Oh.
0: Get 25 Vegeta or more. Vegeta
2: did it in Dragon Ball Z.
3: Gotcha. Okay. <laughs>
0: 25 or more, you are accustomed to the blazing redness of the sun, and therefore you have a bench on saving throws against being blinded. And you have a resist, you resist fire damage. Nice. Well, I
2: would think radiant damage.
3: That's weird. Yeah, I would, I would I also might... say radiant damage, but well, yeah, I guess I fire, like fire. fire.
0: Yeah, okay. yeah. <laughs> I get
2: you.
3: Like I get it, but like it's it's an interesting. I think and last but not least,
0: when you're 20 or less. more, your strength or wisdom goes up by two, and you increase a max by two for that score.
3: I'm seeing a, a pattern with it having over 50 piety.
2: Yeah. Okay. there increases your max stat. Mhm. Or a a speci- specific stats. Yeah. So so far that
0: is for Oh eight. my gosh, you got to have a plus 26 strength barbarian.
2: Oh yeah, cuz some other, uh, thing lets them break the uh, 20 rule, doesn't oh, it? Man. Yeah. Plus 26 um, strength at a barbarian. And these are for each oh. of the gods. There are a lot of them. Once again, can't go through all of them. I'd love to sit here and talk for hours about this. And we can, uh, but we are not going to. Yeah. So that leads us into the next chapter here. Um, if I can freaking find it, I saw uh, that comment. That comment wasn't what was the comment said.
3: It said, "Your God gives you shades. He <laughs> <laughs> just drops some sunglasses <laughs> down onto you. You just you just That's roll annoying. out with them."
2: <laughs> uh, in chapter three, it turns to the moral world where most of your adventures and stuff will take place. Um, that's where, you know, it all kind of unfolds. It covers three city-states of humanity. The wildlands of the Leonin and Minotaurs, the great forests in wide plains where the satyrs revel and the centaurs roam, and the seas where the tritons dwell and the titanic monsters lurk like the kraken! Release the kraken! See, now... <laughs> oh, well, let me finish this. Um, it also offers glimpses into the divine realm of Nyx and the dismal realms of the underworld. Now, um... One of the things that I don't think gets enough love is there are powerful monsters roaming the world of d Regardless oh, yeah. of whether oh, it's absolutely. Mythic Etheros or if it's Forgotten Realms. I'm sure we all heard of the Tarrasque. When when you're thinking of up-encounters, consider encounters that the players can't take part in. A tarrasque, a Tarrasque showing up and just steamrolling an entire city. How would your game change if you ran... Baldur, you ran Descent into Avernus, for example. Mm -hmm. Your character spent a shit ton of time in Baldur's Gate. And then sometime, you know, uh, while they're out adventuring, a Tarrasque bulldozes the whole thing. (laughs) That's an encounter that they could experience from a distance. Or something that they could just hear between guards chit-chatting. Austin, did you hear? I heard that a monster, like maybe a Tarrasque, actually attacked Baldur's Gate.
3: That would explain the earthquakes.
2: <laughs> but those sorts <laughs> of encounters should be something that happens. And the same thing with the Kraken. The Kraken is something deadly that should be constantly, sailors are constantly warning people about mm-hmm. it sinking their ships and shit. So consider that stuff. It makes <laughs> the
3: world feel a lot more involved so yeah. you should really do stuff like that. I
0: recall when in a campaign when we were relatively low level the enemy summoned a Kraken and my character immediately went, well, I'm going your life a lifeboat. <laughs>
2: Yeah, you... Was that when we were at that convention? No. What was one I was swimming towards or trying to grapple with its tentacle? I have no idea. That was at that, uh, I don't know, but that it sounds Jasper great. game day we did. <laughs> we did the Ghost oh, of Saltwater yeah. Marsh and something big tentacle He's like, you don't think you can beat I was like, I got a hold of it! Because <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: just, just got you instead. <laughs> the biggest thing I remember was the pal day I ran, walking into a room, I'm gonna just check ahead in the room, guys. up my perception check. check. Three spires dropped down. She <laughs> tried to stuff attack me. All three of them missed.
2: Back up to the ceiling. Let's go, guys. <laughs> oh man! All right. So, um, so chapter three really focuses on the lore, and there is a lot of it. If you want something different from Forgotten Realms, um, this book takes a lot of city uh, states. Yeah, and, and, and it even gives details on some of the other monsters that are already in the book, and gives you new information on how they should behave or where they're from. So the Minotaur and the way it behaves in Theros is different than the way it behaves in um, the Forgotten, Forgotten Realms, Realms right? And yeah. the story that's tied to them and their intelligence and all that stuff. Uh, Austin, what is in... Uh, I don't want to get too... I don't think there's too much we can need to get into for Chapter 3 as far as the the lore and stuff. Yeah,
3: it's just more... Uh, yeah.
2: What What is in Chapter 4 there? Uh,
3: so Austin? in Chapter 4, it builds on the guidelines in the Dungeon Master's Guide. Um, highlighting... Ooh, highlighting adventures uh, set in Theros. Uh, maintaining a focus on the gods, which is obviously very prevalent, as we've stated multiple times. It presents omens that might launch heroes on the road to adventure, details hundreds of plot hooks, includes maps of potential adventure locations, and presents a short introductory adventure you can use to launch your campaign. Yes. Also, find some prophecies. Just anywhere. Random ones. It will work. Yes. Just literally
2: anything. Might I recommend you can find all the prophecies that are in the Path of Exile game, on the internet and they are amazing just, like just it is, them, and use them. i think it's just randomly generated and they work s- ama- i think we talked about it i'm pretty like, sure oh, we have. have yeah um I, so good stuff like just
3: we only, i think in just in recent times we've been talking about prophecies and how effective they are yep. same applies here just find a prophecy say hey guys this is what's happening right now good luck like, yep. say that like, there's, like, some doomsayer or something, I don't know, and maybe he actually has heard the voice of the gods and no one just believes him, but <laughs> for whatever reason, you guys are doing an insight check and you're like, he's not lying to us, I don't understand.
2: <laughs> so there are um, some really interesting um, adventures in this from Nautical Adventures, but the one that jumps out at me are the collection of underworld adventures, where you actually oh. go to the world of the dead. Um, and That'd be fun. that leads to some interesting gameplay because what be happens fun. when you're already there? Never
1: thought about that. That's
2: where your soul goes when you die. Uh, Cerberus comes up a lot. Like the gate, the guardian dogs yeah. are out. Um, there are lots of them in this book. Um, at least, at least I can think of three, I think right off bat. But, um, this they really come in two and three heads, which is pretty cool. But anyways, yeah. um, there's lots that focus on the, uh, the underworld and, there's been ancient stories where somebody's delved into the underworld to rescue a loved one. It happened in Hercules, the cartoon, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Um, Mag dies, and he literally jumps into the river Styx as it's melting his flesh and aging him um, yep. to save her.
0: I just like how they gave you adventure hooks that are tailored made for each city-state. <laughs> I didn't know that. I didn't know that either, so that's cool. That's, that is really cool. And more stuff to like, even just Well, I mean, see? It's, like, it's like creating adventure in this city. <laughs> That's awesome.
2: So. Here's how you do this. I'm going to give all kinds of details. Um, chapter uh, 5 is all about magical items. And is uh, a fun one. It's uh, the fun stuff for the players. <laughs> we did talk briefly about the... Um, the Pandora's box. The Pandora's box. Um, did you want to pick a, a magic item that's an artifact level that changes with piety to talk about? Sure. Because um, there's there's a lot. I'm sure there's cool, probably
3: some crazy great sword in there. Now,
2: this is one of no, the very really? few... Wow. This is one of the very few times where I would say it is okay for your deities to just walk up to the heroes and give them items. That'd be so cool, man. It happens in Clash of the Titans. Man, that'd be awesome. Zeus walks up to his demigod kid, uh, Perseus, and hands him a magical sword. That doesn't happen in most campaigns.
3: Can you imagine if Helios just came by and was like, Hey, so first off, here's some shades. Here's a
2: chariot. Here's a chariot. And then here's a chariot. There's a magical chariot that'll fly if it's pulled by a flying animal.
0: And anybody who rides inside it gets possessed through AC.
2: Yes. So, <laughs> hey, uh, Tia, um forget forget horses. Just get a chariot. Get a chariot. <laughs> <laughs> Just get a chariot.
3: Put a little pigeon at the end of it and get a chariot. Uh, get
2: the other the other thing you can do before we get into a specific one is um that so cool. The gods leaving gifts for the players. Um, just wa- leaving. God,
3: I was just kidding. Yeah, I like I keep thinking of the Helios and the shades. So you just turn the corners to so, some shades. And there's a little note that that's from Helios. <laughs> just stupid shit like that. Here's the gift for you, bud. <laughs> <laughs> um,
2: oh, man. The uh, I'm having too much fun. One of that. the things that talks about for gifts of the gods is signature reagents. Something that the players need for something whether it's a potion or something in the example here they say um you can give a signature reagent like a pegasus feather in a potion of flying right so they may not be able to create it but if you give them the feather they might be able to talk to an alchemist or a witch or somebody Mm -hmm. that can then create that item because that's going to generate more intrigue than just saying here's a potion of flying that'd be cool I, I think so. Alright, so have you picked a specific weapon with piety, or item with piety uh, benefits and drawbacks?
0: Why, yes. I'm, g- I'm gonna go with the first entry Akmon, Hammer of Perforos. <laughs> I like me a hammer. Perforos? Yep. Uh, Perforos. Alright, his. Ha- Perforos' hammer works wonders in disasters. <laughs> the god. <laughs>
3: It's no in-between. <laughs> no in-between.
0: <laughs> the God of the Force uses it to craft groundbreaking marvels and dangerous inventions in equal measure. Purphos rarely bestows Akman on mortals, but occasionally leaves it unattended at his forge on Mount balus When Balus does permit a mortal to use the hammer, it's usually so they might bring an important work into being, wreck a force of destruction, or forge something remarkable somewhere that God isn't welcome. Ooh. First and foremost, Hammer to the Forge It is a plus three w- weapon to attack and damage. And when you hit with an attack using it, the target takes an additional 3d10 fire damage.
2: <laughs> oh, get wrecked.
3: What an absolute god hammer. I mean, it is a god hammer, I guess, but still. <laughs> but wait,
0: there's way more.
3: Oh, man.
0: <laughs> Blessing of the Forge. If the character worships Perforos, you gain defiling benefits, which requires you have a certain level of piety. If you pass set 10 or more and you worship him, you get one randomly determined minor, minor benefit. That's according to the DMG. DMG, yep, mm. that's options in the DMG.
3: Yep yep, 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 yep.
0: Plus 25, you get one randomly determined major benefit. Ooh. I like
3: me some major benefits. Moving on up.
0: Get plus 50, one additional randomly determined major benefit. So, two major benefits. Nice. <laughs>
2: So it enhances the more you, you follow.
0: And if you don't worship them, you gain two randomly determined minor detrimental properties. So anybody can use it, but you're going to have to suffer the curses yeah. and stuff, right? Hmm. And I can keep going. Reforge. While holding the hammer, you resist fire. You're immune to exhaustion.
1: <laughs> <laughs> um,
2: so all you barbarians out there that everyone thinks the, um, <laughs> the Path of Berserker is garbage... He wound up, up his game <laughs> there. Oh my it only lord. It takes a legendary action or weapon, but... Oh, oh my lord.
0: And you lord. also gain proficiency with smith tools and have advantage on using them. Oh my nice. lord. Spells. And give, yes, it gives, it gives you spells. Is that an artifact or a legendary? Oh my lord. It, it's an artifact. Nice. Oh my lord. So much power. It, yeah, it just keeps going. There's more. <laughs> the your your game is a DC 18, animate objects, heat metal, fabricate, magic weapon... Mending, and shatter. Oh my lord. And once you use the the hammer to kiss a spell, that spell can't be used until next dusk.
1: That
2: is a lot. That is so much. But the one thing I want to focus on is the fact that your piety level is affecting the weapon. Yeah. That is something I don't think we've seen before. Not Um, that I'm aware of. And... Honestly, I would like to see something like that in more magic items. If you, if, if you actually find Mjolnir. <laughs> Mjolnir? Mjolnir. You gotta worship... Uh, yeah, Thor. Oh, th- oh, Thor or Odin? Thor. Did Odin create it? No, the the dwarf guys did. Didn't yep. they? Yeah. That would be cool. I like it. Anyways, so I would like to see something like that. I thought that was pretty cool. Um. So, what else do we got? So, there's lots of stuff with the magic items and, and different thing you know creations and inventions from renowned artisans in chapter five Mm -hmm. um finally chapter six uh presents numerous inhabitants of theros an exploration of familiar beasts from monsters manual and other sources uh creatures uh with their roots in greek mythology details with their place and unique characteristics uh in the lands of theros which i mentioned earlier about the kind of comparing the two minotaurs um several uh of the theros's most notorious creatures foes as legendary as the world's most renowned heroes are also presented as mythic monsters terrors designed to test even the gods mightiest champions this is the only thing that i want to talk about out of this content is mythic features that is a new feature on top of legendary and lair actions um the
3: this this entire setting so far i just want to make a quick note is so the, I think the the theme they were going for is grand, yes, right, and they I, they sold it so well with this. This is cool,
2: yeah. And they <laughs> and they do they do so. Why did that do that? It's like here, pick the mythic monsters button, then it didn't actually take me. To the yeah, mythic it took monsters. you to something else. Yeah. All right, here we go. Um. So um. So what is a mythic monster? This is this is something that I feel like sets the monsters in this book apart because want to, sorry, go ahead, go ahead. they want to focus on the end game the high level the level 20 content that's, that's what, what the, i'm there for that's what the mythic monsters are these are things level cr 26 you know some badass mother <laughs> emperors man I'll oh my god i can't even imagine um, fighting one of those and right they've now. got details about uh describing the 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 you know setting it up as a dm and how to get the most out of it but this is basically they want these encounters to be memorable. They want them to be hard. They want them to take long and be a strenuous battle. And so, on top of layer axes, on top of legendary actions, they gain oh, mythic. Was that was one, one of them. That's yeah. not the one I want to talk about. There's probably I'm one that's for, like a I'm hydra. I'm looking for the hydra. Yeah. I was going to like, say, is the hydra in I this, think there's I one that's a hydra, because I know... These look
1: terrifying.
3: Yeah, don't they? I can't even imagine finding one of these. Because uh, I'm going to be... Um, uh, just imagine.
0: Tell me, is... Uh, CR 26.
2: (laughs) Yeah, so we'll talk about that since he already (laughs) pulled it up. uh, Most crackens roam the seas, shattering holes and shattering fleets. But the Kraken, Traumacratus, notoriously vents its wrath on coastal settlements. Whether it acts at the command of God uh, Thassa or at the sate its own hunger, Um, Traumacratus numbers among the most feared threats in the sea having no fixed lair, and wandering wherever
3: it wants. I thought that that's actually even more terrifying, because it's just <laughs> anywhere. Just go wherever yeah, it's it wants. just like, oh, guys, we're on the other side of the world. It was reported over on the last other side of the world, just like a day ago. Oh, guys,
0: it's here. <laughs>
2: So, oh my gosh, this thing's a based. <laughs> yeah, so aside from having the traditional destroy your player stuff, um, oh my Lord. it's got spell-resistant carapace. <laughs> it's got heart of the kraken with his mythic, mythic trait, which recharges after a short or long what? rest. When it's reduced to zero hit points, it doesn't die or fall unconscious. Instead, the damage creates cracks in the carapace, revealing its heart. Then the Tromacratus uh, tra- has four hearts. Two on its chest and one on its back and one at the base of its tail. The heart has an AC of 22 <laughs> and 100 hip points. It's immune to bludgeoning, piercing, slashing from non-magical attacks and it's immune to all conditions. It's also immune to fire? It's immune to fire. Um, and it resists cold lightning and thunder? <laughs> it, if it is forced to make a saving throw, treat it as a 10, so a plus zero. If it finishes a short or long rest, the carapace heals, any destroyed hearts regenerate and the hearts are covered again. Now, it only dies after all those are done. So as a DM, that creature is well aware of its weakness. So what do you think is going to happen when the heroes crack its shell open and its hearts are revealed?
3: It's probably going to go, and it's going to come back for more later. It's going to run away. That's going to remember you
2: guys. I'm going to head out. <laughs> so now your players have to chase this monstrosity down as it's running away through the sea. Probably diving so deep to to just get away from everything. <laughs> or the water level will crush also, you. <laughs> oh, yeah. When it dies, maybe it floods the city it's leaving from.
0: It's also worth knowing this thing has 409 HP.
1: Yeah, it is. It is strong. Now, <laughs> this thing is huge. Uh, oh, my
2: God. I think it's gargantuan. Yeah. So uh, Titan. Jesus. It's got quote and titans a monster type.
1: Oh um, Lord. So
2: aside from this thing's size and its damaging tentacles and tail and pincers uh, and its mythic attacks, which is basically making more attacks, it has Ooh. mythic actions. So it has one called Rampage, which it just does more attacks and damage. Basically, this is a hard mode for your players, because you can run without the Mythic settings, right? But this takes it up a level. So it also has Coral Growth that costs two actions. Each creature within 10 feet of Traumacratus must make a DC 25 (laughs) deck save, taking uh, 3d8 slashing damage on a failed save or half as much on a successful one. Until the start of the next turn... Its hearts gain a plus two bonus to its AC. So its mythic features tie directly into its trait in Buffett, which is oh my Lord. awesome. So, yeah, this
3: thing's a <laughs> this thing's a beast.
2: Yes, and they're designed to be right. Oh yeah. We've, have, you, have you seen the the Clash of Titans when uh, in the newest one when he's fighting uh, I saw the, the Kraken? Huh? I
0: thought the original.
2: <laughs> yeah, the original is good. Um, in the new one, he's flying around on a Pegasus, and he holds you know this thing is just destroying the city around him, and he flies in front and holds out Medusa's head to turn it to stone. But it's a very slow process. If he didn't have that, everything would have been wrecked, no matter how strong he is. That's the type of thing this is. There's very few people that can take it on, including your heroes. Um, and the mythic encounter makes it feel that way. Mm-hmm. So,
0: Jeez. Oh, man. I, the, the, the cost of Arcos is a beast, too, and that's just the year 23.
2: Yeah, there, and there's a lot. I don't want to get into all of them yeah, because, yeah, yeah. honestly, it's, it's a lot just covering this, but I wanted you guys to get a feeling, as Austin had said, of the grand size that they're going for.
3: Yeah, this is, like, see, this is the type of stuff that I'm all about, because I I always love, like, the endgame stuff, and it's very rare that any campaign or any characters actually get there. You know what I mean? It's true. Because I think what you said, I know you looked up it, like, a while ago, I think it was, like, what most people get to, like, levels, like,
0: around, like, 10. I just realized how easy it would be to create adventures in campaigns that's like, Let's check my my book of Greek myths. <laughs> yeah,
2: yeah. Like... Um, it's it's really exciting. There's a lot to it. Um, it's obviously bigger and badder than any of the stuff that they generated so far. Yeah. Um, so yeah. Anyways, so <laughs> I think that'll do it for our main topic uh, today. Would you guys want to run something like this? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I'm glad to hear that. Um, yeah, check it out, Mythic Odysseys of theros the physical copy will be releasing next th- month on the
3: 21st 21st i believe the yeah.
2: 21st so after our honor tips and tricks we are going to give away a free copy that'll show up on your doorstep eventually <laughs> at some point on either the 21st 22nd 23rd someday a couple days after release um yep 21st why don't you if you are watching this and would like to participate in this I'm going to go ahead and ask you all to type in – I need a really cool one-liner. I should have thought about this in advance, (laughs) right? We can make it easy and just be a number, but that's so lame, right? (laughs) Uh, How about everyone type in Nat20 in the chat regardless if you're on Facebook, Twitch, or YouTube – and Ian here, while we're going uh, over the next few minutes, we will pick a winner, and we will announce that at the end of our honor Tips and Tricks. How's that sound? Can you handle that?
0: Give me some dice.
2: <laughs> I don't have any. T- Go grab that box of dice over there. Mm. I got it. Thank you. Um, so that'll do it for our main topic today. Um, before we move on into our honor Tips and Tricks, we have another gift to give away, compliments of Jeff Stevens. We are giving away... Uh, The Scourge of Nightingale, Part 1, A Song of Love. A wonderful, fascinating, Part 1 of a trilogy adventure. A masked menace terrifies the... uh, Terrorize! A masked menace terrifies the region, raiding villages to fund her devious plan. Unknowingly, the adventurers stumble into her most recent evil scheme. The kidnapping of a famous performer known as... Devon artists their mission is to deliver a ransom and collect Devon. though as in most cases not all goes as planned who's our winner today austin
1: our winner
3: today is fred dot pertel i still always think about how the fact that it says uh <laughs> though in most cases, so I'm a, there's still a weird case where yes, everything does go as planned.
2: It'll it never that leave me. Have, I don't know that that's ever happened, though.
3: Though but in most it... cases, not all goes as planned. But the, uh-huh. I don't know. The implication is still there to me, like just the so way it's you written. You hope? Yeah, you get some hope. <laughs> it's like, that's oh, funny. maybe somehow, one way. There's like out of maybe it's like a one in one thousand chance of everything going smoothly. <laughs> like it just works.
2: <laughs> I just want to believe. <laughs> that's funny. Alrighty. Um. So congratulations, Fred Pertel. Um, If you didn't win, don't worry. Head on over to CritAcademy.com slash Jeff Stevens. And Jeff's got some good loot for you. He has – you can pick up uh, Villains in Layers 3 and Encounter on the Savage Seas 3 for free. Pick them both up, all right? Woo. I got to actually listen because I will not hear when it's over.
0: And now, what you've all been waiting for, our Unearthed Tips and Tricks segment where we bring you new and reusable material for both players and DMs.
2: It's still good, though. It's so awesome. I haven't heard in a while, so it's about time. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I am really excited to talk about uh, our character concept. If you don't know, um, this is something that actually uh, is really interesting to me and I thought was really fun. Honestly, if you submitted this, um, please tell me because I couldn't figure out where it came from. Um, so I don't know if this was something that was gathered a long time ago or whatever, but uh, please let me know. It is a witch. Basically, um, that's one of the classes in archetypes that really doesn't currently exist in yeah. 5e, right? Yeah, it doesn't. So this person uh, recommends reflavoring a Lord Bard. Cutting words is a fantastic curse along with many Bard spells such as Tasha's hideous laughter bane and sleep um plus you yeah. can grab any spells that you're missing with magical secrets like conjure animals ritual caster feet to find forbidden lore and of course you gotta have a black cat familiar with the fine familiar yeah, spell, yeah absolutely right? yeah um this is something that was interesting to me because i don't know that i really
3: don't know I, if you could create it any other way
2: it works really really yeah, well this is the vicious mockery is a great curse um, reflavoring, cutting words. I mean, and what's interesting is you could change what those curses are um, from a flavor standpoint. Mm-hmm. Like, we talk about vicious mockery as I'm hurting you with my voice with magic or whatever. But instead, it could be um something more along the lines of your family will be cursed for eternity to walk alone. And maybe that spike of energy startles or scares the person and is that psychic attack? Or mm-hmm. it could be something more um almost
3: like a written like words, like a like a hex. Yeah. Almost.
2: Maybe something that appears across their yeah. head cursed forever or some ancient rune. Like using a like a hand drawn symbol as a player, mm-hmm. like out of draconic or something that says, uh, I cursed this person and this, you know, sigil appears across their forehead. Right. You know, and that so something like that. And so um, for instance, it could be something that, that takes place, uh, in advance, like with, uh, the, um, uh, the cutting words is like a reaction, right? So right. maybe you could reflavor that you already curse the person by just saying you did. And so when they go to attack, you impose that, that disadvantage with the cutting words or that penalty for cutting words, yeah. not disadvantage, but.
0: And again points out that a tome lock could also be a good victory. I was thinking Ooh, that too. You could do like, a, a, like a,
3: like a, yeah, a tome lock. Yeah. Okay. Because she gets Warlock. the little
2: familiar person too, mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. they can actually attack and stuff. Well,
3: the, I guess that'd be the chain would give yeah. you the now familiar. What you're about? The tome would give you something else. Well, you can
0: use prime familiar as a spell.
1: Oh, I guess you could do that. Yeah, I guess you okay, could, gotcha, gotcha,
0: yeah. gotcha. okay. could. But you thinking just the use... chain locking. Yeah. The
2: what? Using the chain locking. I, was, I was thinking the chain, chain lock point? in order That's to get, get the familiar. Yeah. Oh yeah, but the tome actually gives it to you. Tome gives you some good stuff or whatever. which? The what? The Quint Witch. I like it. Um, this is something I thought really cool. Like I said, I don't know... This was just in my uh, Brainstorm stuff, and there was no, like, tag on it, so I don't know who gave it to me, if it's something one of us wrote or what, but uh, no, I, I thought don't. it was an awesome idea, the idea of playing a witch. When I play uh, Path of Exile... That's the second time i mentioned that game today.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Um, when I play Path of Exile, my favorite class is the witch because there's just a sort of scariness that mm-hmm. comes with that kind of persona, and I think it would be fun... Um, in that situation, to be able to play a bard that's more of a dark, scary person, like a warlock. Um, and maybe has big warts on her face. Maybe she's hideous and her high charisma is due to her silvery tongue and not her looks. You know? Maybe
3: she's just very
0: fearful presence
2: yes. as well. This sounds awesome.
0: Tone so. for for vicious mockery. <laughs>
3: yes,
2: I love it. Um, I think that'll do it for our character concept, the witch. Um, Austin, would you like to tell us about our monster variant today?
3: Yeah, absolutely. So our monster variant today is the Arena Trickster. It's not enough to surprise your opponent. You have to delight the crowd as well. Ah. The origin is from the Drought Elite Warrior. You're going to lose some features, though. Uh, like the Dark Vision, Fey Ancestry, Sunlight, Sensitivity, and, uh... The entire spell list. (laughs) The entire spell. I thought it was, like, a spell list and it was going to be a list, but no, it's the entire thing. It's gone. Um... But you do gain some new features, like some new spells. Uh, You gain Blade Ward, you get Absorb Elements, and Catapult. I like Catapult. Catapult. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Food, fire, you freaking bread. Yeah. (laughs) It's like going at, like, Mach 2. (laughs) Uh, uh, You get Master of Tactics, so the Trickster can use the Help action as a bonus action. Additionally, when using the help action to aid an ally in attacking a creature, the target of the attack can be within 30 feet of the trickster, rather than within 5 feet. Sound familiar? It should.
1: Yeah, uh, if naturally. the target
3: can see or hear the trickster. And they also get misdirection. Uh, the trickster can sometimes cause another creature to suffer an attack meant for it. When the trickster is targeted by an attack while a creature within 5 feet of the trickster is, uh, granting it yeah. cover against the attack, the trickster can use its reaction to have the target or the attack, target that creature instead of the trickster. So pretty much it does one of these.
2: Hey, <laughs> <laughs> Well, it, this, this is actually really cool, because I hadn't thought about this. When you're hide- behind a, uh, an ally or a creature, or an al- behind a creature, they actually grant you partial cover. Do you know that? I didn't know that. Yeah, I think we can't forget that. Yeah, I think a lot some. of people do. So if you yeah. want to be more tactical, that's something to include. Yeah. Yeah, I probably should have saved that for a player tip, because damn, that was good. Anyways,
1: yeah. Um,
2: so this is actually based off another Theros card. This will be the last in the Theros collection that I do. Um, I really like this one. The art was really fun. The content was funny. We always hear about the Arena Fighter Barbarian, mm-hmm. but having the one who's kind of just out there screwing everyone over through mischievous tricks and bullshit, throwing sand in people's eyes and everything, Yeah, um, this sounded like it'd be a lot of fun. The art in the... Uh, the arena trickster's ability and the card actually lets uh, it do um, get stronger when people cast spells. So the absorb elements just seemed like a good fitting spell for that. Not bad. It's a good idea. Um, So overall, what do you guys think about
1: this?
3: I like it because the master tactics is quite literally like the, I'm an asshole. and I'm going to throw like sand in your eyes kind of thing. Pocket sand. Yeah. Like it's (laughs) stuff like that. Like it's uh. It's uh, not about the, like, I'm going to help you, like, his weak spot's there. Like, no, it's just him being a dick. <laughs> like, he's calling you names. He's throwing sand at you. He's he's going to...
2: Tie your shoelaces together. Yeah, them. I don't <laughs> know, like,
3: something.
2: <laughs> Run up behind you and quickly tie their shoes. Or maybe he
3: ran around the, the arena with, like, a rope tied to part of the wall, and he's running around, and, like, someone's chasing him, and he finally gets enough weight and goes, and he whips it up tripling. and
2: goes one of those causing them to stumble just enough that it grants advantage maybe not knock them down but grants them help and that's what makes this an awesome feature is it's not a character in and of themselves that's really strong but they can make the other Mm. enemies more terrifying because a berserker with or uh not a berserker a veteran or um uh, some sort of barbarian creature is far more dangerous when they have advantage on every attack
3: when they have any form of support really okay, yeah so. and this is definitely a support styled
2: character it's right. very good all right i think that'll do it for our monster variant <coughs> the uh arena ian? yeah the arena trickster ian would you like to tell us about our encounter concept the gray fog
0: the gray frog a shadow over pinewood by valserine A mysterious gray fog surrounds Pyewood at night. It's a magical fog of madness. (laughs) Creatures who spend more than 10 minutes within the fog and breathing it without magical protection must succeed on a DC 15 charisma save save, or suffer suffer a level of short-term madness. Uh Uh-oh. That's never good. (laughs) No. That lasts for one minute. For each additional hour, a creature remains in the fog without a level of short-term madness. They must make another saving throw. With a DC increasing by increments of 5 to a maximum of 30.
1: Hmm. Yeah.
0: But it starts off at at 15. Uh, That stacks up pretty quick. Oh, yeah. The fog borders the Shadowfell into an extent pandemonium and infuses creatures that remain within it for too long with elements of the maddening magic that lies there. If a creature with an intelligence of 6 or higher spends more than 6 hours within the fog at any given time, it immediately becomes afflicted with indefinite madness. The creature is immune to To the effects of the great fog then.
2: So anybody that follows um, our monthly patron adventures, uh, our patrons recently were, and they were constantly rolling for on the madness table, right? Mm -hmm. And this effect, I really love the shadow over Pinewood adventure, um, but this was something that really enhanced the terror. Because if you don't tell the players while they're, why they're rolling and then just say, you now have this, that becomes terrifying.
3: Because mm-hmm. they don't know why they're getting it.
2: Right. They You just went out into the fog. You don't know that that fog is causing it. I mean, how often do you guys trape through fog? Pretty regularly, I'd imagine. Um, what's interesting, though, is it would be a good opportunity for the person who really loves lore to maybe be able to dig into this and give them a couple Arcana, che- or, arcana or History checks to really dig in some of the mysterious Gray The Sage would actually have a lot of fun with that. Yes, I would. that's in a general, good one. I like that. Yeah. That's a good one.
0: I can imagine like, a scenario like this would be an argument for having a DM role saves, or, or player saves, or skill checks behind the DM behind screen. The DM
2: screen. I, I would agree with that. I know some people, that pisses you off, and honestly, I don't care. Get,
0: get, get because I can see the argument of, well, a player, that seems, they roll so they know how well they did, but if a DM doesn't behind the, the screen, they only know what the results are.
2: Yeah. And so at some point, they may, may... And that also makes it hard for them to understand the DC and whether the DC's changing, too. Yeah. So I, I really like this. It's something that you can drop into any campaign to instantly spike the, um, the terror, right? Especially when you include indefinite madness. That's terrifying at low levels, because it's not easy to get rid of. No, it, yeah, that's hard. It requires high-level magic, so... Or some sort you of... You can't just level. lesser
3: restoration that stuff. Nope, <laughs> that's, that's there for a while.
2: <laughs> oh, yeah. So, um, yeah,
3: find someone who knows how to deal with it.
2: Yeah, and it, it like I said, the, the maddening magic is just... It's awesome. And I like that it ties to the Shadowfell, so... Um, you can kind of explore that aspect of the game, which is pretty cool. Yeah. So... All right. I'm good. I'm yep. like That'll do it for our encounter, the Grey Fog. Our magic item of the podcast is Sling Bullets of Alathimone. Alhamone ow. Al. Although Al. ow. this is from the Theros book, and I picked it because it is the first item that I have ever seen that is a sling bullet magic item. Hmm. I've never I've never, never considered I mean, I th- now that when I think about it, I do see ammo plus one and stuff like that. And that's about it. But that's pretty much it. So this really jumped out at me. So I wanted to talk about it. So this, uh, this weapon, and it says in quotes, sling bullet, is very rare. So it's the single one, or maybe you give the player a, a, a pouch of them, which is what this talks about. Yeah. The sling bullets come in a pouch, which contains 1d4 plus four bullets. Roll on the magic sling bullets table for each bullet to determine its magical property. Now... There's a couple ways you can do this. The DM can roll in advance and say, here's what's in it. Or, like what I would do is, (laughs) you figure it out when you hit somebody with it. Um, Or take it to a sage or somebody that might be able to identify magic. Mm -hmm. Use for that spell right there that everyone says is stupid and don't need. Um, So, what does it do? Uh, you have a plus two bonus to attack and damage rolls, so that's awesome because the sling bullets are already like a D four for damage. Yeah, I it's think. not super great. So that that's a pretty nice. That puts it in 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 on par with like the cross, range, yeah. the crossbows, yeah. main crossbows. I think. Um, if the bullets miss its target, the bullet teleports back into the pouch. So. You don't lose it. Wow. Okay. Once a bullet hits a target, the bullet loses its magic.
1: Oh, okay.
2: That'd be a shame thing to find out. Yeah. It's like I'm gonna get you. Goliath just looks at. Her. <laughs> <laughs> um. So, here's where it gets interesting. What do the magic bullets do? <sighs> banishment. A creature <laughs> takes damage from the bullet. Must succeed a 15 <laughs> con save or uh, charisma save or be banished. When <laughs> affected by the banishment spell. Not a super fan of the spell, but my players. We love it. Use it very well. <laughs> we love um, the
3: crap out of banishment,
2: which is great. Um, you get fulguration, which on a hit, this bullet deals an extra d8 lightning damage to the target. Two d8. Two d8 damage to uh, to the target, and all other creatures within ten feet must make a con fifteen DC fifteen con save or take an additional uh, d8 thunder damage. You have an AOE bullet, flashbang sort of thing, right? Explodes. Yeah. The stunning one. On a hit, the bullet deals an extra D10 force damage, and the target is stunned. No save. They're stunned. That's potent.
1: (laughs) Oh, Uh, Oh, wow. That that,
2: that very much is, uh, you know, David swinging and hitting Goliath with this thing. Yeah. Um, And now one of my favorite ones is the tracking. A creature that takes damage from this bullet is marked with a glowing rune where the bullet hit. The mark lasts for 24 hours. While the creature is marked, you always know its direction. That's cool. That, that is, really, is good. really, really cool. I could see a, a a magic bag with just those things being very useful. So, what do you guys think about this?
3: That's handy. Yeah, it doesn't seem like overpowered. So I, I guess I can agree with the very rare. I mean,
0: and we we'll get limited use of it. So yeah,
2: yeah, um, which is is good. And what's could cool you, is you're not um, punished if you miss yeah they, just, ooh, yeah. they come back, back to
0: your pouch which is,
3: yeah,
2: which is crazy as a dm though you could say that that teleport party power is always there it just loses all its other benefits so you have infinite seeds which would be kind of cool that yeah. way you can give a story reason of why you don't got to count ammunition mm-hmm. but i've always said the best part about a sling is you can put anything in that bastard and launch it pick up a rock a beer bottle uh, a gnome whatever you got just right there. <laughs>
3: just keep on no. flinging stuff at him
2: all right, I think that'll do it for our magic item, the Sling Bullets of Alathamano Mone. I'm, I don't think I said that the same any nope. nope. time. <laughs> no, no. Yeah. Uh, Austin, would you like to tell us about our dungeon master tip today?
3: Yeah, this from uh, Trickotome. I guess it's pretty good. There's uh, a link in the show trick-a-tome.
2: notes to this full article.
3: Uh, check up on your players and their sheets, not their shit, their sheets, their sheets. Uh, while players should be keeping their sheets up to date. I can tell you from experience, they often won't, or they will not, or they will, but not give them to you. In doing so, you leave yourself open to some problems. Sad as it is, some players will exploit your lack of oversight to do things which can ultimately be a detriment to the game and their fellow players.
2: Cheaters.
1: Yeah.
3: Yeah. Other times they'll make mistakes or forget things. I had one player give themselves a powerful ability they shouldn't have for another four levels because they didn't notice the prerequisite.
2: (laughs) Why is that guy killing stuff in one shot? Uh,
3: While another hadn't given himself feats or skill points for the last three levels because he was still learning the system and didn't know what to add on his sheet. It's these kinds of things that can easily be fixed by having your players give you regular sheet updates.
0: Like... I, I'll admit, I don't really keep checking of ammo, so... Yeah, I don't either, but I don't okay. think any of us do. I've
2: never turned to was like, alright, do you have enough of those arrows? i played some games where that happened,
0: and then, to be honest, those games never lasted long. <laughs> <laughs> um, what do you guys think about this tip? It's a good, good tip.
3: I, I, like, it's a good tip, but I feel like it's one that's very, like, like, we wouldn't need it. No. At least as far as I'm aware. Like, I nope, feel like we're I'm all very pretty... You know, yeah. Yeah.
2: But well, there are some people that would be... Oh, yeah, for sure. Um, ...malicious and...
0: I um, can definitely think of
3: try to some players that characters I played before
2: Shoot, be there are
0: some RPGs that, where DMs might want to do that. Pure, like, Shadowrun, for example, like, I swear, the character sheets... Are, involve, like, string theory when it comes to like, calculating <laughs> <I'm> <like, laughs>
2: <laughs> And not everyone knows string theory. Yeah. Or,
0: um, the some masterminds, there are so many ways to break the game that you probably... You basically need DM involvement in when character building because if somebody knows what they're
2: doing... <laughs> they're gonna break it. <laughs> yeah. Which, I'm gonna be honest...
0: And I've had DMs say, Ian, you're not doing that.
2: <laughs> I know... And that's... Hey, you know. Building powerful characters isn't generally a, a bad thing as a DM. Because I can always for me personally, can customize the encounters to account for that. Though I can't customize them to account for banishment.
0: Like a... <laughs> like a... Like, like, well the, Maybe they have like, surprisingly high charisma. Use the Masked Man, for example, it I basically built well. a character who was basically immortal. <laughs> yeah. and As an, I had... As of my original built every generation, and if I die, I would come back to life. But that
2: was within the rules, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. See, that's within the rules. This we're talking about somebody that doesn't know the system not getting what they should, or getting something they shouldn't have, or somebody just trying to cheat the system.
0: Right. Mm-hmm. Or uh, maybe somebody actually I... did do a good job of building their kicker, like, you can do that?
2: <laughs> just a <the> double check. <laughs> right. Yeah, because sometimes it is. Like with Ian. He makes some pretty powerful characters. If I didn't know he was already a power gamer, I would have to check that shit, like, regularly. I wish I was a power gamer. Well, you do build some pretty potent characters. Though some of it is through roleplay. That stupid clipboard got you pretty goddamn far. <laughs> that clipboard got us super
1: far.
3: Oh, yeah. Just... That clipboard got me advantage on checking out that mech with the giant laser. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> I was like, yeah! Surprise Spectrum.
1: <laughs> Alright,
2: uh, I think... That clipboard was godlike. I think that'll do it for our Dungeon Master tip um check up on your players and their sheets that is from trichotome there is a link on our blog you can head on over to dot com slash post slash episode 176 mm-hmm. or just click the blog if it's this is recent because otherwise you have to find it but, yeah uh, all right moving on to our player tip of the podcast don't, don't be, be a dick. dick oh i've been waiting so long to do that right i missed it Can't was believe. that weird No. Eh, Nah. Uh, And you can avoid dickitude by getting the most out of your actions. This is huge. Uh, Yes. Uh, Immediately. If you want to create a powerful character, try to make sure you can reliably do something with all of your actions. In a game of five people, if each person's turn takes two minutes, that's a long wait.
3: Yep. That's ten minutes.
2: That's a long wait. Now, in the game, in the time of how long we play, that's not super long, but that's still a long wait to be sitting around. So you really want to make sure that you squeeze as much out of those turns as you can. Um, this is mostly generated towards more po- more power gamey type stuff, but mm-hmm. also something that every uh, player should be kind of aware of, right? Oh, yeah. Um, For instance, you know, each character gets an action, they get a reaction, they get a move action, they get a bonus action, right? He's all four. <laughs> Find, you Do whatever you can to utilize all four. Now, there are some classes that are better at this than others. Oh, yeah. Look at the is, rogue. <laughs> the rogue is a great example, right? They can they can uh, put themselves in uh, positions for uh, op attacks. Um, they can put themselves in... They can utilize their cunning action to make... Uh, to dash, to hide. Shit, I feel like there should be something else. Disengage. Yep. So they're already built that way, but not all classes are. So um, while you don't always have to use all of them having the option to do three cool things per turn instead of just one attack uh, makes you more likely to have a more fun and, and, and um, effective turn right so for instance with bonus actions spells oh my gosh uh, this can help you uh, so much and most classes can get get uh, can acquire these in different ways right mm-hmm. um, I'm thinking uh, healing word is a really powerful one right yeah but there are certain rules can't uh cast a non-cantrip spell with your action but you can still take an action whether that's dodge whether that's um attack uh attack whether that's uh double move disengage whatever whatever you want you can do that and still heal somebody if you're a bard that includes your bardic inspiration if you're a druid that's combat wild um if you're a rogue that's uh cunning action uh if you're a uh, uh, thief rogue that's fast hands this guy really utilized that shit great the fast that hands 5B is game so
3: underrated game. if you build for it mm-hmm. yeah, oh it, my lord
2: it is it is it is actually surprisingly so spell, good because uh, there's so many items you can use every i mean uh, the the manacles and the uh, rope and cal traps and, and, and switches and gauges and traps chains and everything
1: so there's anyways, so much you can um, do so there's so
2: much you can do with that and and uh even taking is it one level you get the the fighter uh healing ability
1: yeah yeah at
2: one level so even if you just one level into fighter you now have an emergency bonus action to use two levels to get action stage yeah if you're gonna go into fighter go two levels Action Surge Action is surges. the only way to break the limited um, like, cantrip limitation, right? I feel
0: like there's others, but that's the easy one.
2: <laughs> yeah, so there's a yeah. lot you can do with it. Um, The other thing to consider that doesn't get nearly as much use, and I'm sure you guys have noticed it in my monsters and some of my magic items, is that reaction spells or reaction abilities um, are very few and far in between. Mm-hmm. Um, there are some feats that let you gain access to that yeah there's um, like parry and, and stuff too yep. so, so the, yeah. the martial archetypes for parry, uh, can parry with the um you can if you're not a uh, fighter you can get the the feat, feat yeah uh, we talked about earlier i can't remember the name of the damn thing but it gives you maneuvers yeah. um the counter the, the the um the counter spell the shield spell um
3: absorb elements
2: absorb elements um, there's the uh, the protection fighter
3: Yep, protection uh, fighter is uh, a really a good example. That's
2: that's awesome and super powerful. Or the Goliath racial ability. Yeah, Goliath racial ability is not a bonus action. No, that's the damage reduction. Yep. So there are lots of ways. So yeah.
0: I felt loved when you had a giant troll swing down the hammer. <laughs> I got stork. I went. <laughs> I catch <touched> the <a> hammer. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
2: Um, so, uh, <laughs> you awesome. really want to get the most out of them. There are some few things that, uh, you also, you can do. Uncanny Dodge is a really good one. Uncanny Dodge um, is so good. Defensive Duelist is awesome. So, uh, Opportunity Attacks, you can actually put yourself in a situation where you and party members can lure away enemies to trigger op attacks. That is important. Um, it takes a little bit of team coordination, which let's be honest, players don't usually do, but if you can... Um, build your team out to capitalize on those extra actions in a, in a turn. Um, you can insta- You can significantly increase your DPS, or damage per round, DPR.
1: So, I still yeah. laugh at the right. uh,
0: front of mine, build an NPC, probably only three guys that were min-maxed, and yep. they often kick the bus of the players, because not only were they, they min-maxed, but they actually cooperate and coordinate with each other.
3: Mm-hmm. Oh, that's awesome. Because they had the mind of one guy. <laughs> <laughs> That helps.
2: Yeah. <laughs> All right. Do you guys have any other pointers on this? I mean, no. Nah,
3: you covered that pretty well. Yeah. Pretty there's thorough. some
2: there's some really good stuff that you can do, and some of it requires multiclassing, but find a use for it. Mul- um, otherwise, it's just wasted. I've
3: only recently just started multiclassing, and that was just from the the one game that I played. And it, honestly, you the amount of new things you can do is kind of absurd. Yeah, <laughs> you, ev- you never really. You're doing, it, yeah. Yeah. yeah.
2: And, and everyone talks about oh, you miss out on the capstone. D and D, D and D, Beyond posted data that suggests that nobody very, has level twenty. Yeah, very <laughs> few people get to those levels. So why are you worried about? It? Sure, okay. You might not get your extra attack at fi- level five, but I took three levels in fighter, got my primary abilities, took two levels into rogue. Now my do we- my big great wheeled fighter. Now can and disengage I don't... and dash yeah. whenever he wants. Yes, and
3: think the... about that.
0: And the uh, backstab.
3: Oh, and you get backstab. Well, like let, well, let's put
2: that. Well, you need finesse, but. Well, let's still but, just
3: put that in perspective real quick, though. Sneak attack, so, right? Yeah. Okay. So, now you have this fighter. Sure, he can't attack twice in a turn, right? But wow. now, he has well, yes. so much utility that he just got from just... dual wield. And, and you can dual wield. Like...
2: <laughs> <laughs> it's funny you say that, because if you took the feat to carry two D8 uh, weapons...
3: You can carry two long swords.
2: Yeah, and, yep. and and you can do a lot of damage, especially if you, you combine buy, sk- buy it with um
3: I've done that before.
2: It's um, so fun like the dash and the dash dash and dodge mm-hmm. and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. But beyond that, two levels into wizard gives you lots of casting power. So um
3: all right. In case you didn't want to be an older tonight, just be just take two levels in wizard. It's, it's about the Blade same. Singer, thing. Yeah, Blade singer actually. Blade yeah, bladesinger. Or bladesinger Yeah,
2: so you take two levels in, get the Blade Singer feature and take the rest up to Fighter.
3: Now um, you're a god.
2: Yeah. <laughs> so who needs Eldridge Knight, right?
3: It's um, kinda sad how little <laughs> you actually need Eldridge. Uh,
2: I don't know, man. I love being able to throw stuff and have it teleport back to me. That's or one teleport. of my favorite. That's one of my too. favorite builds playing Noctis. You ever play Final <laughs> Fantasy 15? It yeah, yeah, yeah. throws the sword and you yeah, teleport to yeah, it. So so like, me anyways. It. But yeah. That'll do it for our Dungeon Master tip of the podcast. <laughs> don't, don't be a dick. dick. Oh,
0: well on, what's yeah. the was a player tip,
1: actually.
2: What did I say? Well, yeah, Dungeon said. Master Tip. Oh shit. Alright, that'll do it for our Dungeon. Player tip. Our player tip of the podcast. Don't, don't be a, a dick. dick! And you can avoid dickitude by getting the most out of your actions. If you've come up with some intriguing or interesting combinations to f- always utilize all your actions, please send it to us at academy at gmail.com. Yeah, because this
3: is just the tip of the iceberg. There's yeah. probably way more out there. Yeah, I'm
2: not a power gamer generally, so I miss out on a lot. That's why I always find player tips. So I'm like, oh shit, I didn't know that. <laughs> uh, all right, so Good. before we close out here, we have a giveaway. We have a giveaway. I'm really excited about this. Um, we are giving away a physical copy of the Mythic Odysseys of Theros. Now, once again, for clarification, the book is not out yet. So we the will have it shipped to you when it comes out on July 21st. <laughs>
0: shipping.
2: Yeah. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I shit my pants. (laughs) Anyways, uh, so we're really excited. I want to thank everyone that joined us today. Um, Ian has already uh, picked a a winner from those that um, participated.
0: More like I wrote down who's typed in that 20, then I'm going to roll for it. Oh, you haven't Mm. done it yet? All
2: right, let's see what we got. Drum roll, please.
0: Oh, is there a drum roll button on there? No, I think so. Okay. Our winner today from Twitch. Tactical Bacon
2: eight one five oh nine. Um, I want to say, uh, congratulations. Um, this prize was brought to you by one of our most generous Patreon donors, New York Tater. Thank you so much for making this um gift possible. Um, yeah. And all your continuous support. I know you're working hard, um, saving people's lives and all that stuff. Uh, so thank you for your service and congratulations. Um, who, what's his name again? I do forgot. Tactical right. bacon. Tactical, tactical bacon. <laughs> what an awesome name! That's congratulations. Um, so send us. Uh, uh, do you have him in any a sort of personal chat? In Twitch. Okay, uh, mm-hmm. send him a personal message, um, and we will get that the information from you. Okay. Yeah. All right. Now that that's all done. Let's bring this bad boy to a close. Oh, yeah. Please join us on our next episode. Where we'll be discussing <gasps> mythic encounters because I didn't talk about it nearly enough and I want to talk about it more. I
3: would love to talk about it more, so I'm okay with that. <laughs> Me too.
2: Um, there was a supplement other... that released on DMs Guild called mythic encounters and it gives mythic powers to a bunch of the most badass monsters in the monster manual. So I'm like super like.
3: Does that mean you're going to give Zariel a mythic power? Could be cool. Could mean we can get some more levels, so that way we can get a bigger boss battle.
2: <laughs> Maybe, we'll see. Could be great. How you know Zariel's the boss? Well. Oh yeah, you have the book, you ass.
3: She could, well, tec- okay, she could see? be the boss technically. This bastard. Technically, there could be a lot of other choices, but she's the most primary.
0: <laughs> and why you hear about the most going on,
2: too? So. Yeah,
3: I mean, it's not that hard. Is it really that hard to figure that out?
2: Don't sass me. Well, I'm just asking. Uh, no, you I don't care that she's on the cover. Yeah, and the back, she's
3: actually. She's on the back
2: as well. Whatever. <laughs> she's Anyways, everywhere. <laughs> whatever. So I'm really excited for that.
3: Oh, man. Anyway, if you have any feedback, other tips or tricks, or topics you would like us to discuss, uh, please send them to us. You can email them to us at critacademy at gmail.com, or you can find us on Twitter and Facebook and Instagram and everywhere else at critacademy.
2: Academy. Cameron uh, Carmagan's like, Zaro deserves mythic stuff therefore... Uh, we'll see. Therefore, I need to include it.
3: Exactly. Well, we'll see. Which means we're probably going to die now. <laughs>
2: I'll, see, I'll see what I can do. It's
3: probably guaranteed we're going to die now.
2: <laughs> we hope you enjoyed your experience here at Critic Academy. <coughs> if you did, you can help others find a show by leaving a hopefully five-star review on iTunes. Thank you guys so much for leaving iTunes review. I just started reading more of those. I think I want to start reading them on that, like, on, like after the show or something. I don't know. I did, be fun, some yeah. of them are really good. It gets mm. me all, like, tingly and my dice trembling. It's really exciting. Um, uh, please... Uh, Or if you uh, don't want to leave a review, please just send us a message telling us how much you enjoy the show. I really like getting those. It really makes it worth the amount of work that we put in. Um, Also, be sure to give us a like and a share. We're always posting really great content on Twitter and Facebook and Instagram. So, yeah. Mm -hmm. So, make sure to subscribe to our show at greatcademy.com. Follow us on Twitch and on YouTube. Please follow us on YouTube. We want to get those numbers up, 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 up. That way we can help you and other people on your future adventures, as well as be we entered to win cool prizes each and every single week. Um, make sure to check out our fellowship members there as well. If you have not checked out, uh, checked out the awesome podcast, Gabe and Jeff at Interparty Conflict. Their podcast is awesome. It is my favorite podcast to listen to um, because I hate hearing the sound of my own voice. Otherwise, mine will probably be up there a little bit. Uh, It's one of my favorite podcasts. These guys are awesome. (laughs) They answer great questions, and their discussions are funny as hell. Um, Also, if you're not following the Kind GM on Twitter or Facebook, please do. He's got all kinds of great content for you guys to check out. So yeah, I think that'll do it. That'll do it. I am your host, Justin.
3: I'm your co-host, Austin.
2: And I'm your co-host,
0: Ian. Thanks for
2: listening. Keep your blades sharp and spells prepared, heroes.